Welcome to another Youth Senate podcast. Today on Friday, I'm very excited. We've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks since we had the girls from the Black Students' Union. We have a representative from the Muslim Club at North Andover High School, very excited. Selma Kayal is going to introduce herself and give a little bit of a bio. Um, but I was a person that was unaware that we actually had a Muslim club at the high school um, earlier this year. My good friend Andy Van Horn uh, gave me a little heads up uh, that there's a great group that you might want to talk to. So that's what we're going to do today. So we're going to have a conversation and we're going to talk a little bit about the club, the initiatives with the club, uh, some of the things that they're hoping to do going forward. And we're going to just get into a lot of different discussion about our community and the Muslim community here in North Andover. So first of all, welcome to the podcast, Selma. Thank you. I'm glad I'm here. So Selma, we usually let our guests do the bio, so um, we talked a little off air. Uh, you've got a, a nice history here. I don't think people know that you've, uh, or may even know that you've lived here pretty much your whole life, not gone to school here the whole time, but why don't you give us in the community, who is Selma? Sure, so my name is Selma Kayel. I'm a Muslim Egyptian girl, born and raised here in Mass. I was, um, I'm a junior at North Andover High School, and I've lived in North Andover my whole life, but I actually never went to any of the elementary schools here, even NAMS, the North Andover Middle School. Instead, where I went was a K-8 um, private school in Methuen that goes by TIA, which stands for the Islamic Academy for Peace, and that's where almost all of my core values in my religion were taught to me, other than lectures at mosques or my family. I also take part in clubs other than the MSA, including the UNICEF Club and BSU and the Race Amity Club at North Andover High School. Awesome. You're very uh, very active at our high school. And I was really pleased to tell me about where you went to school because I'm actually familiar with the Islamic Academy in Methuen and know some kids that have gone there. And obviously living within a mile of that, I've been by that school many times. So you spent your, obviously, your formative years, elementary school and middle school, all the way since kindergarten mm -hmm. there. And then you came to the high school. So yeah. talk to me a little bit about the Muslim club at the high school. Who's the advisor? When did it get started? Sure. So it goes by the acronym MSA, which stands for Muslim Student Association. And it's composed of a group of Muslim students with the purpose of educating really any student interested in Islam and by that hopefully clearing any misconceptions students may have and also just learning how to treat humanity in general because we just want to share the beauty of Islam with others who may have a negative stigma towards it. And the advisor is Miss Patry. It used to be Miss Kelly when it first started, but she had a lot of things going on this year. So Miss Patry took over and she's been very like helpful about it and very passionate. She's just, Miss Patry's a very um, nice person. She just wants to make everyone feel like they belong. She's very inclusive. So she's, um, she helps us a lot in this club. I've heard some great things about her. So I had the girls from the BSU and we're hoping to have um, some groups from the Southeast Asian Pacific um, Asian uh, Club next week mm -hmm. and uh, her name comes up a lot and everybody describes her the same way, a really yeah. nice person <laughs> who really cares and actually wants everyone to be um, obviously included and uh, I hope to get to meet her because she sounds like a really nice person. So take me through this a little bit. You, you said the club started before we got hit yeah. with the world pandemic mm -hmm. uh, and obviously our world changed and this year uh, you're obviously continuing. So. Can you tell me a little bit before, like in the first year, when it was first established, what were, what was some of the things you might have done? And can you tell me, like, how, how do kids get into the club, and how many kids are actually in 
um, the group. Okay, so we we have around twenty people in the club somewhere there, and we we um so last year we used to have meetings every Tuesday around like three p.m., but before the pandemic that's how it was and then around when the pandemic started they were going to have a bake sale i actually wasn't in the club last year because i was doing track i didn't it, my schedule kind of clashed with this sure. so i didn't really have time but um i know from yosra who couldn't make it today she told me that meetings were around six to seven people at the start um and around covid last year they were still they were going to do a fundraiser for the Uyghur muslims in china but right before they had to cancel it because of covid um but when this year came around the, the club leader wasn't really sure if we were going to have in-person meetings, so we also recommended that we do um, Zoom meetings. And so we started that, and because we had two members who were seniors, so they left last year, mm. so we had to re-advertise the club. We made an Instagram, um, which is NAHS underscore MSA, and we also made a classroom and a remind text. The classroom's code is TALL4NF, and we have a Google Meet once every two weeks now. And our remind text is NAHS-MSA. You just text eight one. You just text that to eight one zero one zero. And really, if you um, you can just contact any of the MSA members or email us Patreon. Like she'll be happy to let you into the classroom and you can join the meetings anytime. So it's open to anybody: yeah. freshmen, sophomores, yeah, juniors, yeah, yeah. and seniors. And um, do you have to be Muslim to be in the group? No. Or is it all inclusive to anybody that has maybe an interest? Yeah, it's it's all it's to anyone who wants to learn more about Islam or just hear our points of views or just learn more about the religion. It's not only for Muslims. Now you've grown up in North Andover your whole life, mm -hmm. uh, so you're familiar with our community. Um, do you think the average high school student knows much about Muslim uh, Muslim people or Muslim history or anything like that? Um. I don't, I don't think so. I wouldn't say they have, like, a, I don't know. I don't think so. Do you find that uh, kids are inquisitive and want to know more about it? Yeah, I do. Like, I know I know some of my friends at school when, like, for example, when it's around um, the month of Ramadan when we have to fast mm. um, um, for the whole month, like, from sunrise to sunset, I know my friends ask me questions like, oh, why do you do that? What's the purpose? You know, all these things. So, like, obviously there are people who are interested but um, the basic knowledge isn't there. Do you, look, do you look at opportunities like Ramadan, right? Yeah. So, you know, obviously I don't think the average person knows what the whole month is mm -hmm. and why, like you said, why you can't eat from sun, sun up to sundown mm -hmm. um, during that period of time. Do you take that as an opportunity to educate kids about Ramadan or anything in the Muslim field? Yeah, of course I do. I mean, it's not... It's not something to be ashamed of. I like take any. Whenever someone asks me a question, I always answer. I always, even if I don't know it to the best of my, I just answer to the best of my ability, or I tell them I'll get back to you. But of course, I take it as, you know, an like an opportunity to tell people more about Islam and what it's like, and you know what the purpose of it is and what it's what it's supposed to be like. What type of lifestyle you have to live. Sure. And in your classes, do you have an opportunity? to maybe help, like say you were in maybe a history class mm -hmm. or anything like that, do you have the opportunity, does the uh, teacher give you an opportunity to maybe share some of, some of your feelings on things like this? Yeah, well I think the teachers at the high school are very good at like taking different kids' point of, points of views and especially when we talk about like other religions, 
um, I can always relate because like all religions kind of stems from the same idea so if they if they say something in class about another religion I can say oh like in my religion we have a, a similar concept you know and it's like we can all learn from each other absolutely good point do you have any idea how big the Muslim population is in North Andover in North Andover, I, I don't know how big it is. I know there are a few at the high school, but I don't know how big in, in the whole city. Yeah. Whole town. So it's not, I mean, obviously I talk a lot on this podcast and mm -hmm. our community has changed a lot since I first started here 33 mm -hmm. years ago, where when I first started here, community was basically a white middle-class community. And what's been exciting for me over the course of, you know, three decades now is to see that Again, we're still probably a predominant, we are a predominantly white community, but it's great to see lots of other different races here and things like that. Mm -hmm. And you growing up here, um, was there any difficulties of being, you know, not the tr traditional, I'm a white North Andover community mm -hmm. kid? Was How was that for you? I don't think there were like, huge, like, like, I don't think there was a huge problem. There were just like little things here and there, like, just, like I said, just people not really knowing who I am or why I dress like the way I do or um, why I fast, you know, things like that. But I don't think there have been any big problems in North Andover. I mean, it's a very um, inclusive town. I mean, even though it is predominantly white, there are a lot of people who are interested in Islam and, you know, um, Muslims, and they just want to learn more. But I don't think there's any, there was any problem. Yeah, I mean, I do think we are a great community. Um, I think we are ex very accepting, and I love the fact that, that we're a little bit of a changing community, mm -hmm. and I think it's for the better. Um, so in terms of the, the group this year, the club, you talked about what you were doing prior to the pandemic, and you were going to be helping the Muslims in China mm -hmm. um, as a fundraiser. What are some of the things you've been working on this year? And again, this year is different. You've been doing these, you know, these Google Meets or Zoom Meets to hold it. Um, are there initiatives that you're planning this year and beyond? Yeah, there are. So this year we started, um, when we started, we sent out a Google form to start receiving questions about Islam and post our answers in, on our Instagram and discuss them in our meetings to those who attend. Um, we also just want to educate North Andover High School students about Islam and what it consists of and what Muslims believe and their practices. And also just, um, we want to go back to our what we were going to do we want to go back to the donating the charities so we want to help those in need by raising donations and putting posters around school um, also in our own community we want to set up a prayer room or like just a quiet room um, at the high school not only for Muslims but non-Muslims too who just simply want a little quiet time or a place to pray and also um, get more people aware about the month of Ramadan and the two annual Muslim holidays yeah, absolutely. And I, I hope you, you know, keep pushing that because I think it is um, just like with Black History Month, we're looking at things. I think it's been really good to educate and make people aware of that. So tell me a little bit more about the quiet room. Like you said, for Muslims, non-Muslims, but a, mm -hmm. almost a quiet place. Reason being for that? And, and is there any plans to actually get that done? Sure. So... Right, well, I, I'm, I'm an OLA student, so I don't go to the school Yeah, itself. so right now you're OLA, okay. Yeah, um, but I remember last year in my freshman year, um, 
So I have to, I have to pray at the school. There's a prayer I have to pray in the school um, because Muslims have five daily prayers. Correct. And so, um, especially when daylight savings time around like the early earlier in the year when it's around winter time, <clears throat> there's a prayer that I have to pray. There's a morning prayer, afternoon, late afternoon, and two in the night. So. Um, when I am at the school, it's a little difficult to find a place to pray. So obviously when I went to the high school, when I first started, I talked to my guidance counselor. I was like, oh, so I need a place to pray. She told me, yeah, no problem. Like there's this room in, in guidance you can totally use. I was like, okay, thank you. So um, it's, a, it's a storage room. It's enough space to pray. But I mean, there, there is a growing Muslim community. Like my little sister just joined. She's a freshman now at the high school. And Yusra has a sibling too at the high school, and like you know, more people are coming in. So I just want like a place for everyone to like um, be able to just I don't know like have a moment to themselves, even even non-Muslims, just you know, just to just to pray or really anything, just to yeah, almost a reflection time, right? Yeah. It's just to kind of gra gather your thoughts. I think that would be great for anything. But mm -hmm. um, obviously knowing a little bit about uh, your Muslim religion and, and the, the prayers that obviously you need to do on a daily basis, mm -hmm. sounds great that North End of the High School guidance has been very helpful for you yeah. uh, to make that happen for you guys. Um, I do ask this, and I ask this of the BSU also, is as you're educating the high school kids, um, is there an interest to maybe do some work down at the younger grades, like the middle school or something like that? Yeah, there of course there is because you know we are like their role models almost. So it is important for us to not only focus on the high school but the younger kids too, and um, maybe some of the things we do at the high school we can also do at the middle school, or elementary schools, like. We were planning, we want to um, decorate the school for the month of Ramadan, so maybe we can decorate the middle school too so they can have a feel of what's going on. Yeah, and let me know if we can help in any ways of, of setting you up with maybe uh, Principal Ganga is down at the, at the middle school as well as some of our elementary school principals. I'm sure they would be interested in, in helping with that. In terms of support that you've gotten at the high school, um, I know our, our good principal, uh, Chet Jackson, um, is very open to a lot of these different initiatives that people want to do, different clubs or whatever, from my vantage point. From your vantage point, do you feel like the school um, has been supportive of what you want to do? I feel, I feel like they have been. Um, Mr. Jackson has been very open to our ideas, like um, whenever we email him. And Miss Patrice, too, she's been a big help when she's like, whenever you need me to email like a teacher or another person, just let me know, I can email them. She's always open to talking to other people. Um, guidance, too, like I said, they've been, like Mr. Nugent and my guidance counselor, Ms. Regato, they've been very helpful um, throughout my whole high school years, not just this year and with the MSA club. They've I don't know, they just really know how to make people feel like they belong. How's it been for you as an older student? Um, and for people, most people do know the older students are basically remote all year. Mm -hmm. um, so you're not having that connection you had at school. How hard has it been for you to continue the initiatives with the Muslim group um, by being an older student? Has it been more difficult? It has it has been more difficult, um, but I do think it's still possible. Like when I go to, um, hopefully when I go to decorate the high school, I can go after school. Um, like I, I even like for my regular classes, I go and um, take 
pick up a book from the main office or when I got this Chromebook, you know, I get it from the main office so I could go after school hours to um, decorate. But also Zoom meetings have been helping out. Like that's how we've been meeting um, since the beginning of the year. We've been using Zoom meetings um, to connect with each other and, you know, share our ideas and what we want to do next. Yeah, that's great. You talked about the support that you've gotten from adults in the building. And you talked at the beginning about you know, trying to make some of your fellow students aware or whatever. How, how do you think the general population of the students at the high school have accepted your club and what you're trying to do? So like I said, I do OLA, so um, I can't explain this as well as a hybrid student, but I'll try my best. So, sure. Um, I know we made a Google form and you'll sort of put QR codes around the school for people to scan and go, and go on to there and submit their, any questions they have. Um, we also shared it on the MSA Instagram and our social medias and we actually didn't get any responses. Um, I guess we had no questions to answer. And so honestly, I think it's largely because the form recorded people's emails and I feel like I wanted to see what type of um, questions we'd get if it didn't record people's emails because I feel like people would have been more comfortable um, knowing that you know this it's anonymous and like we'll just answer whatever we can. Um, but if if it's not anonymous, then people are like, oh, well, I'll just turn to the internet and see what it says on sure. there. But, like, they won't be as open if, you know, it's known who's asking the question or, you know, what, they're, what they want to know. So maybe as you go forward, you can find a way to allow kids to anonymously ask questions yeah. as opposed to, you're right, I agree. Sometimes if it's anonymous, it's a little you get, intimidating. Yeah, yeah, it is to a certain degree. So as you look at building this program and again you're an older student right now but you're only a junior so next yeah. year and I do believe we're going to be in a better place Hopefully. next year uh, I'm hoping that you won't have to be an older student that you'll be able to attend North End High School five days a week next fall and I'm pretty optimistic about that what are some of your hopes as you become a, a senior next year where would you like to take the MSA next year I just I just want to um, hopefully have that, you know, that little room set up for us and maybe just have more people know about Ramadan and the two um, other annual holidays that we have and maybe have done like maybe um, have a charity set up for people struggling around the world or here just just something to like look forward to. That's good stuff. Now, you obviously went eight years of school in Methuen at the Islamic Academy. You're mm -hmm. at North End of High School now. Are you aware of other MSAs at high schools around here? Yeah, so the MSA is actually a national club. Um, it's at many other high schools and colleges here. Um, some of our meetings lately have actually been with the MSA club in in Connecticut and another in Axon Boxborough Regional High. Oh, so we've been talking. Okay. Yeah, we've been talking to them. And um, there's also one at UMass Boston and we got in contact with them. So you're doing a lot of network with other schools, both high school and colleges, yeah. um, to kind of build that up or whatever. And do you find that um, good in terms of support, that other people are doing a lot of the same things you guys are doing? Yeah, I think so. And um, the high school in Connecticut, Enfield High School, um, it actually told us to reach out to the colleges in our area. So they've kind of um, led us to what we should do and what we should start 
um, doing. So um, we got in contact with UMass Boston and they said that any events they have were open to the public and for us to try. So they were helpful with that too. Awesome. And we've got obviously schools around here too, like Merrimack College, mm -hmm. um, UMass Lowell, mm -hmm. uh, Northern Essex Community College. Mm -hmm. Those might be three other universities to, to get in contact with to kind of build this up a little bit. Mm -hmm. So you're a junior in high school and I can just tell in this half hour that I'm meeting with you, you're very intelligent and you've got a real uh, mission-driven uh, attitude to try to make people aware of the MSA and some of the issues. Let me ask you, when you look around nationally in our country here, around the world, what are you know some of the, some of the world issues that you want to make more people aware of in, ter in terms of being tolerant of differences and things like that? I think just the basics, really, that we're all just, we're all just flesh and bones, we're all humans, you know, um, so to treat everyone equally is the main goal, um, and it's, it's the biggest concept we need to focus on, and also just, like, implement it in our day-to-day -day lives and in every action we take. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about your family. Who do you, who do you live with? I live with my parents and my two sisters. I have an older sister and a younger sister. What's your older sister do? Um, she's current, she just graduated actually last year and she's about to um, start her job. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what, she's, what she is. Did she go to the high school? No, uh, no, she went to PMA in Methuen. Okay, PMA. And she went yeah. to TIA like me. Okay, awesome. And your youngest sister's a freshman. Yeah, she just started. And she just, and she she's like, been a willing the whole she, time. She's been a willing too. So that's yeah. been tough as a freshman, right? Yeah, she, she wanted to go to um, in person. I was like, trust me, you'll have more opportunities to make friends. It's good right now to stay online. Yeah, and actually, and she's got three more years with yeah. that. And what's your mom and dad do? My dad is um, in a medical... He's in he's in the medical field. He's um he works at a company called Transmedics. It's like um um for a, um organ transplant company. Oh. And my mom is a teacher at the high school. I mean the middle school I went to, the K through eight. In the film, so she's a teacher at the school. Yeah, she teaches Arabic and Islamic studies there. Awesome. Now, do you have a lot of extended family that live here I, or somewhere around here? Um no, almost all of my family is in Egypt. I just have like an uncle. Or, or two down in Texas, the Arizona area, somewhere okay. there. Um, but the rest of my family is in Egypt. Was your mom or dad born in Egypt? They both were. They were both, they were born, both born, in born in Egypt. So yeah. when did they come to the United States? Um, to the year 2000. The year 2000. So they've been here for 20 years now. Yeah. But you've been in the country, obviously, since birth. Yeah. Wow, amazing. Good stuff. Um, let me ask you a little bit about mentors. So as you've grown up, you've gone to the Islamic Academy, you're at the North End of a high school, you're involved probably with other things within the Muslim community. Who, who would you identify as some mentors for you? Well, first and foremost, my parents. parents? Um, they've taught me a lot in my life, and they're the ones who um, put me at the Islamic Academy, which taught me like a lot of what I know now. Um, also, my older sister. Um, I learned a lot from her. and. Um, my teachers at the high school, like Miss Kelly, Miss Kelly's a history teacher there. She used to also be um, the advisor for the MSA club when it first started. Right. Um, she's very nice. I like. I can't describe how much she means to me. Um, I think. I think that's all of them. Was it a Was it an adjustment for you to come from the Islamic Academy in Methuen to North End of a high school? 
when you get to the high school, a lot of kids have been going to school for eight or nine years together. Was there an adjustment for you when you first came here? Yeah, there obviously was. I mean, because I, I left the students, I, I mean, my friends that I used to be with for eight years, um, and then I went to a school where everybody already kind of had their own cliques, their own groups, and um, I didn't really know who I would be friends with. So it was an adjustment, but it was it was easy because there were a lot of people, there were a lot of nice people at the high school, a lot of people you can talk to and, you know, I think I found my group now. Yeah, it sounds like you have, and obviously you've been there for three years now. One of the things that I, running the youth center, and obviously in talking to folks at the middle school and the high school, is I think we always have to look in the mirror and see what we're doing to help kids move into our community. We have a lot of people that still move into our community. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we have a large amount of people that have grown up in North Andover their whole life. Yeah. But we have a number of people like yourself that come in middle school or high school or whatever, and I'm always looking for things that we need to do to do a better job to be welcoming. But it sounds from your perspective, you found your niche here. North Andover yeah. High School was very good in helping you adjust yeah. and things like that. Do you keep in touch with a lot of your people from the uh, Islamic Academy, the students you went with? Yeah, I do. They're still like my closest friends because I've known them since I was a child. Sure. So um, I do keep in touch with them. I mean, I, I don't think I can ever live without them. Um, but I have made some new friends at the high school who I would, I think I, I know a few that I'd like to take further on into life. Like I wouldn't want to leave high school without staying in contact with them. Awesome. Now I want to, I want to put a kind of a little bit a question out to you, a bit of a challenge. Okay. Um, would the MSA be willing to partner with us here at the youth center, um, to possibly do anything in terms of awareness? Like I'm hearing from you today that you'd like people to know more about Ramadan mm -hmm. uh, and other um, days of celebration that the Muslims celebrate. And, you know, I think we would be really good to kind of make sure our people here, our students here, who come from all different types of backgrounds and races, uh, to know more about that. Would the MSA be willing to, you know, kind of maybe help us do with some awareness on that? Yeah, that sounds like a great cause. I know I want to take part of it, and I could speak for the MSA, too. I think they want to take part in this. It sounds like a great idea. Yeah, one of the things that I'm really looking to do, so I told you I, I met with the girls from BSU. I'm yeah. meeting with you. I'm meeting with the South Pacific Asian Club, and one of my hopes is if I could get representatives from all of the clubs, and, you know, in this tremendous clubs like robotics and that's not necessarily what I'm talking about I'm talking more of you know cultural type of clubs where I really want to make sure people know exist um, and I can point to the right direction so say I was to have a young Selmer at the middle school who really didn't have you know a connection and wanted to meet maybe some more uh, people of her background, you know, how to connect them with the high school and everything else. And that's, that's kind of my goal. And as I said earlier, and we have a tremendous group of principals at the elementary school level and the middle school level, and I think they would be open to this. You mentioned a lot the great guidance counselors at the high school, and I've had the pleasure to work with every single one of them. Um, Ms. Rigato, by the way, was one of my former kids here a million years ago. Um, but I know that they're very open to helping in any way. And it sounds like they did that for you. Yeah. And I know they've done that for lots of people. So the more we can kind of stay on the same page and help each other, um, I think would be a win-win. So I'm not going to let you off the hook. I'm going to next year when we get back to a real year, I'm going to connect with you and 
bring you by and, and we'll do some combined awareness programs and things like that. I'm if that works for you. Yeah. Awesome. No, you'd be great with that. All right, a couple of things we uh, want to finish up shortly, but we're going to just to get to know you a little bit more. What's your favorite class at North End of the High School? Um, I think any class with Miss Kelly, she's my favorite teacher there. Um, so what does she teach? She teaches history. Okay. She also has a self-empowerment class um, and a, um, a contemporary world issues class. I took her contemporary world issues class last trimester, and it was really beneficial, especially during the times we live in right now with COVID and everything. Um, so it, it, like, we had so much to talk about. I think this year was the best year to take that class because... There were so many things, so many things to, yeah. like, <laughs> to talk about in this country and in countries around the world. Yeah. So the, the next one, I think I know the answer to this. Favorite teacher at Northern High <laughs> School? Miss Kelly. Miss Kelly. Kelly, okay. I got to get to know her because she sounds like she's awesome. Um, what's, the, what's a favorite thing you like to do outside of school? Now, again, I know you're in Ola right now, yeah. but in Anomia, if you weren't in school, when school's over, what do you like to do? Um, hang out with friends mostly. Yeah. Um, hang out with my sisters. I I used to play soccer. Yeah. Um, through throughout my middle school years, I started in fourth grade all the way up to eighth grade, and then I played uh, on the freshman team on, in, in at the high school. So I do like to play soccer too. Um, so I think playing soccer, hang out with friends, going out. I don't know. I like adventures. Just going anywhere. That's why we have to get out of this pandemic. I so know, can, I'm so over it. <laughs> yeah, we all are. Um, last book you read? The last book I read? Oh, that's are you a reader? One. I'm not a reader. You're not I, a reader? I, don't li I, don't, I like to read articles, um, but I don't like books. Okay, so you would give me, a, give me maybe an article. You, what's the last article you read? Um, probably one for my English class. Um, I don't remember its name, but I know I read one last week from my English class. I don't remember its name, though. Okay, but you like reading articles. Yeah. Good. Um, favorite type of music? Ooh, R&B. R&B? R&B. Okay, nice. Do you have a specific artist in the R&B genre that you like? I do. I love um, the Canadian artist The Weeknd. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Um... What's your biggest pet peeve? What's something Ooh. that bothers you about people? A lot of things bother me, but <laughs> if I had to narrow it, narrow it down to one, um, when someone shakes their leg and you're like sitting right next to them. So you're, you're sitting like, next yeah, to them and they're, they're going like this. Yeah. All right, I'll remember not to do that when you're here. <laughs> or if a teacher erases a board and there are like little marks left on the board, well, that gets me. Sure. What's your favorite food? Um, ooh, I, have, I love food, so I have a, a lot of favorites, but if I... Do you have, do your family I have to, a lot of Egyptian uh, recipes yeah, and stuff? Yeah, if I had to pick one, probably grape leaves or um, this other, I don't know how to, I don't think it has a name in English, but it's called kushedi. It's like rice and oh. um, macaroni and lentils, and you can put on it like this red sauce, and it's like all that together in one plate. Nice. I love Mideastern food. I had great leaves from Shadi's yesterday. I, I usually go to Shadi's a couple of times a week, and uh, it's good, healthy food for me, too, so mm -hmm. it's great. Um, where do you see yourself five years from now? Five years from now would get you through your senior year of college. I see myself um, probably interning at... Um, a dentist, some a, a dentist, dental office somewhere, um, and just learning 
um, some dentist. I don't know, because I want to be a dentist. You so, want to so, be a dentist. Yeah, somewhere Good. in that field. Good for you. Uh, you have any ideas of where you'd like to go to school? I know you still have a year left of high school, but any idea where you'd like to go to school? I want to go to BU. Want to go to BU, yeah. Boston University. Outstanding yeah. school. I know. I'm, I really want I hope I get in. I want to go to BU. Oh, you'll work hard, and I'm sure you will. A um, couple more questions, then we're going to let you go. All right. What would you say... So your sister is a freshman, you're a junior. Mm -hmm. If you could go back to talk to the Selma in the seventh grade, what would you tell Selma in the seventh grade that you know now? I would just tell her to take, take risks, take a chance, because sometimes things don't happen twice, so you just need to do what you have to do right then and there. Um, don't think through things as much as you do because I'm, I'm a thinker I know myself I'm a thinker I I overthink sometimes so just sometimes it's best to just give something a try and not not be hesitant very good advice you telling that to your little sister I do you I do. think I do good. All right, I'm gonna give you what we call the last word okay. and I want the last word and I didn't really give you a heads up on this one at all but it, what would you like to Say there were some people in the community, students or adults, that knew nothing about you and the Muslim religion and everything else. What would you want people to know? I'd want people to know that all, all religions kind of stem from the same idea. So it's important for you to just treat everyone the same way. Like treat me the way you treat your your sibling or your friend, you know, it's not like we're anything different. We do believe in some different things, but that doesn't mean that we're completely different people. I mean, we do have a lot of common ground, a lot of things we can relate um, relate on. So I think just, just be very appreciative of like the diversity we have um, in this town and just be cooperative with others. Very well said, Selma. Uh, I just met Selma today. She's an amazing young woman, people, and I, I, you know, if you get an opportunity to meet Selma, uh, you won't be disappointed. She's got a lot to say. <laughs> She's got a nice way about saying it, and uh, I think as a community, whatever we can do to help the MSA, we need to continue to do that. I know the folks at the high school will. Uh, I know the folks here at the youth center will definitely do that too, and I am going. Don't forget, I get you coming in next year, and we're gonna partner to do something on awareness <laughs> especially around the month of Ramadan. I for think sure, it's really yeah. important on that. So yeah. I want to thank you once again, Selma, for coming on the Youth Center podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm so glad I'm here. I'm so glad you gave us another, another platform to talk about our club. Absolutely. And we'll have this up in the next day. Um, I do want to remind people we have one more club at the high school that we're looking to bring in here, and that's the South Pacific Asian Club. Um, and we're hoping to bring them on, on next week. And then we're going to be embarking, I know people just heard about, a six-part series on leadership where we're bringing in one different leader every week. There are six amazing people we've put together, three males and three females, uh, that are outstanding leaders. They're going to come in and talk to us about their leadership style and why they are what and who they are. So it's going to be pretty exciting. More information to come on that. So once again, thank you, Selma. And as we finish every podcast, we always say, too much passion is never enough passion.